Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey, Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. I want to welcome you to our second edition of Career Spotlight. Its aim is to connect people who are out in the quote-unquote real world and allow listeners to gain an inside perspective and gain wisdom from people in a different season of life. Each spotlight will highlight different career paths and hopefully provide a good glimpse into that field. And it also gives us the opportunity to hear how these professionals are following Jesus in those fields and connecting with their local church. God calls us to different things at different times, different jobs, careers, and the key is to always pay attention to how God is leading you and be obedient to follow his direction. In this career spotlight, I am thrilled to welcome a man that has challenged me throughout my life. Um, a key few ones I think of are how he pushed me to share the gospel when I was in college, both strangers and peers. Um, I remember being so uncomfortable and nervous about the situations, uh, but but he challenged me that, uh, you know, enough to where I learned that it's only as awkward as, as I make it. Um, and it's just people and it's having genuine conversations. And um, I now know a place because of that. I, I have so much fun talking with students on campus and and just asking questions and listening. Um, I remember he also challenged me back. Uh, oh, my goodness. 2004 uh, to speak to the youth. Uh, he was a youth pastor at First Baptist Church. And I remember wanting to back down and say, man, that's not my thing. You know, I just help you do what you do. And uh, I'll always remember him saying, that's exactly why I want you to do it. And uh, that was a lifelong lesson for me. Um, because at the time I was trying to hide behind what I thought was not my calling. But as it turns out, uh, God was, in fact, you know, calling me to do that. And so I'm very grateful for that challenge. Uh, he's done that throughout my life, and I'm so grateful that he joins us now. Um, he's not only impacted my life, but many others, and I'm sure they have their stories. And uh, so I'm excited for us to listen in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good buddy, Mark Freeman. <laughs> I like those claps, man. You like that, man? Oh, How are man, you, my friend? Legit. I'm good, hey, it's man. Not, it's only right, man. It's, we got to make it official. You. I'm telling you. Oh. Uh, so you doing good, my friend? Yeah, man. It's a good morning. It's kind of rainy up here in Northwest Arkansas, but it's uh, it's been a good morning. Well, good deal. Well, let's jump right into it. I know you were a full time. You know, you've got an interesting uh, journey. And so I'd love to just kind of help kind of, I know it's a big, long story, but maybe we could just kind of um, big picture, you know, you were a full-time pastor, you know, obviously when I came to Russellville, you had invited me to come work with you and the youth and, and be kind of that assistant and kind of help. And which was a great, I'll always remember you told me, Hey, it's a great, I don't know what you're going to do, but it's a great place to figure it out. And that proved true for me as I was in a season trying to figure it out. Um, but you were a pastor um, and then you moved to college ministry and then God led you and your family um, overseas. And then back to the States, back into full-time ministry. And then he kind of started shifting that, uh, your heart to the business world. And so um, to go on that adventure of entrepreneurship. So I'm just curious, man, how how did you start to put those pieces together that God was opening that door? You know, entrepreneurship is such a, a unique um, avenue. And so I just love to know, like, what what was it that started putting the pieces together that that's something God was was pushing you toward? Yeah, man. I mean, it's not, it's something that I never really saw coming. I mean, you know, I was planning to be a football coach uh, when I was in college. I 
you know, had a guy that started discipling me and, um, and then it just kind of made sense that I would continue down that path. I had seen that, that that's really what God wanted me to, to coach young men in more than anything was just what it looked like to follow him and to be obedient. But, um, you know, as my heart started to grow for India, I started to see that there were opportunities there and in particular business opportunities that could connect kind of all of those passions that God had put in my heart. And, you know, I think, man, early on, uh, I was real concerned with what my vocation or my location would be. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that by the time I really got ready to, to jump in head first, it was more just about obedience. <laughs> you know, I really, mm-hmm. I think God, God kind of brought me to a place where I didn't, I didn't really care where or what, what title you put on it, what place my feet, you know, where it was, it was just more about, you know, he, he had revealed that next step of obedience and I, I knew that I had to take it. Mm. <laughs> and, and, um, so, so yeah, so he, he made it real clear and it, it was, it, it, there's a lot of titles and tags we put to different roles, but I think one of the big things I've learned is, you know, man, being obedient to God, you can, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but that's, that's what he desires from us is that relationship and obedience. Well, I think that's awesome. We've actually, you know, I think our last, well, two of the last three episodes have talked about, you know, how do I learn to obey God and, you know, how do I trust the decisions I'm making now? Like how can I have confidence in these decisions? And so I think it's just affirming to hear you say that because I think, you know, especially for our college students, you know, it's such a season of, of trying to figure that out and navigate through that. And, you know, it, it's part of the journey. And I think it's part of the lifelong art of, of learning to pay attention to that. So, so that's awesome. I love that. Um, so once you got uh, launched out and, and uh, on the new adventure, man, what was your greatest joy in starting it up? Man, it's funny. I think the, the biggest challenge and the greatest joy are both just the risk. Uh, <laughs> there's business is is risk. It means that you're that you're stepping out, believing that there's going to be some kind of return. You know, for me, it was uh, mainly um, has always been about the the risk that I would take that would potentially expand the kingdom of God in places where it hasn't been. And, um, and that risk is scary because it, it, you know, it meant time away from my family. It meant, um, the potential of, you know, danger or that sort of thing. But also when it, when it moved over into business, it was also just the risk of, you know, losing all your money in a, mm-hmm. in a gamble that they would, that it would be profitable mm-hmm. and, um, and that you'd be able to, to pay for it all. And, and, um, and feed your family. So I, I think that there's just joy in that place. There's, there's challenge mm. and it's a lot of scary sleepless nights, but at the same time, mm. just, uh, being in that position that, that you got no hope, uh, unless he shows up is just a really sweet place to be in your relationship with God. I, I, uh, I think he calls us to those places because we are in complete dependence we're in complete dependence that's when we we find that he's good and um you know we rely on him most under the shadow of his wing so i 
I think that, I think that's kind of the, the risk is both the challenge and the joy. Mm-hmm. Were there moments, you know, where, you know, you had mentioned kind of wondering like, Oh man, what, what, you know, were there those moments you had thinking, what have I, you know, it feels oh, like, yeah. you know, when you, you know, I watch Shark Tank a lot. So I'm, I'm a fan of like entrepreneurship and just people starting new things. And it's always fun to see people's journeys. And it seems like every part of that, even, you know, even the massively successful businesses have those early moments where it's like, what am I doing? Is this going to work? You know, what did you have those? And how did you work through that? Oh, yeah, dude. And it is. It seems like it's a reoccurring theme of entrepreneurs. They mm. they start and then it seems to tank. And then, you know, actually in the moment of the crisis, they usually, uh, the ones that survive, they they discovered something in that moment that changed mm. the game. No, man, I remember when we were bringing in those big loads of furniture and um, I had that trailer I was driving around. And I remember actually coming up here to Northwest Arkansas and going store to store and you know i'd ask the owner to come out and look at on the trailer and look at the furniture and potentially buy a few pieces and had a lot of hope for that day had prayed a lot for that day had some stores that i really thought had a lot of good potential and man i not only did they say no but they kind of made fun of me that day oh no yeah (laughs) I, i just felt like uh man i remember my brother was living up here and i crashed at his house that night and Man, I didn't I didn't sleep a wink like the whole mm. night. I just was in cold sweats thinking, what in the world have I done? God, have you just strung me out to dry? What's what you know, what, what is going on? And it was right after I had uh left the, the position with First Baptist. So I was I just knew, man, like this thing has to float and this is not a good day. Mm. <laughs> well, man, that's I I know that that's a. Uh... That's got to be a challenge, man. And I think it's so healthy, though, to hear that because I think life in general, whether it's entrepreneurship or, any, you know, people are learning how to obey God. They sense the spirit leading them to do something. But we have this theology where we expect that when we make that decision, that everything's just going to be rosy and and great and and with and smooth and no bumps. And you pay attention and you see people who make decisions and they hit a bump and then it throws everything off. It's just, and, and don't get me wrong. I think you're right. I think there's the humanity side of us where we are. Those questions are real. Like we're like, okay, God, did I, did I make a misstep here? Like, it's okay to ask those questions, but it, you know, it clearly for you, it didn't derail you. It, it's like, okay, you know, here's some problems here. We, we got to work through this, but you persevered and you see fruit on the other side of it. But I think too oftentimes we're just so quick to, you know, because our theology is like, well, if I make a decision for God, then everything's supposed to be good. Well, yeah, I think long term, but then everybody's story is different. But certainly, I think we got embraced that there's going to be some bumps along the road, and that's just part of the process. And uh, so I think that's that's actually as weird as it is. It's encouraging to hear that um, because I feel like um, that's life with God, and and there is benefit and joy that we get if we'll persevere and keep moving. Well, I know, um, let's talk a little, we hadn't really talked about the business. I know it's changed a little over the years. And, uh, I remember, you know, you'd mentioned when you had the driving the truck around here in Russellville, I, in the early stages, I remember me, I think it was Clayton and Jordan had came over to help you move the big furniture. And do you remember that one? I oh, man, that yeah. thing must've been eight feet tall. It barely fit in the semi. And I think we had a name for it. Did we call it big biscuit? Is that what we called it? <laughs> 
oh yeah man yeah, after i moved up here man you guys weren't around i was moving those things by myself oh my goodness <laughs> well i know that's so that was what it was in the beginning you know, it was larger furniture handcrafted india and then it i know when i caught up with you a few years ago it it was shifting into more smaller items what what does your business look like now yeah you know it's it's really cool man the way that from that day that i came up here and got shamed and scared uh, it wasn't long after that that uh, that a company up in northwest arkansas called dayspring uh, asked me to come and and help them with their with their india business mm. and and that really opened up uh, all kinds of doors for me you know, moving from not just big pieces, but also to all kinds of home decor and and just really, you know, more of what India could offer and could do. And um, and then from there, I I got, you know, I just kind of expanded the, the number of relationships I had with different suppliers, but then also people that are in that work in India that are that are doing business in India that are sourcing different types of products of all types. And so really today it's uh there's some of that I I've got more, you know, personal hands on, but mm. a lot of it is is coaching and consulting and you know, because of so much time and experience in India and how to operate there, just able to to step in and to and to help companies that are wanting to do business in India. So mm. it's more it's more of a service. I've got I've got clients that I help them expand and grow their business. Wow. That's awesome. How did you recognize? Was that? I guess that was a big part of it, um, and just needing to to shift and change direction. Um, was that a part of it when you were, you know, having conversations in the businesses or saying, "Hey, no, we're not interested in this." Was that kind of what got your attention to? Okay, I've got to. This has got to shift a little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things I realized over time is just where my strengths lie. You know, what I need to be spending most of my time doing and you know man running the business accounting wasn't a strength uh sales uh on this side was something i was excited about but you know what i didn't feel like man this is exactly the thing i need to be spending most of my time mm-hmm. on I mean, my, the heart and the mission and the purpose behind what god had had called me to was really mm-hmm. my relationship with indian suppliers so each step was you know how do i spend more time actually expanding that network and getting to know and building mm. authentic relationships with with people that are on the India side. And so it just morphed over time, but that was kind of always the the bullseye that just, you know, decisions were kind of run through that filter. It's really fun to hear you talk about it because I feel like for our decision making and, and learning to trust God and follow God you know, I think of that Proverbs nineteen twenty one. Many are the plans in a man's heart. It's the Lord's purposes that prevail. You know, even how the willingness you had to morph and shift and change is probably, I mean, that was a key component of, of being successful because I feel like, you know, regardless of what someone's called to do, um, you know, we expect, we, we have this picture of what it's going to look like. And we can kind of get so set on that that we're unwilling to shift and move and change. And, you know, I think that's a thing I'm paying attention to as I hear you talk about it. Like, man, I, I love that you were willing to say, okay, this is not what I thought it would be. And that's okay. Like, I'm going to pay attention um, how God has made me and what he's gifted me with and what's going on in the business world and opportunities that are opening up. 
because sometimes we can get so narrow focused, you know, we kind of miss those. And so that's, that's encouraging to, to hear you talk about it. And I know, I mean, you've mentioned, you know, India a lot, and obviously that's where your partnership is. I mean, how, how do you maintain a healthy relationship there? Um, are there some things you do to, to maintain those? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I travel quite a bit back and forth, but just, it's really cool the, you know, the way that we can jump on a video call, you know, I, I use a lot of WhatsApp uh, to be in these, just kind of an ongoing friendship and relationship with the guys that I work with on that side and those families. Mm. Uh, to me, you know, whether it's on this side of the ocean or that side of the ocean, man, having authentic relationships that are more than just, you know, that you've got some agenda or some purpose, but genuine care and, and connection is just, is just so powerful, man. And it mm. takes time to build and it, you know, it means, you know, a few times I've, I've made a trip at a time that wasn't the best uh, in our world, our season of life here, but, you know, had a friend whose son was getting married and had to make, just, just be there or, you know, somebody that had had a big loss in their life and just uh, being present and being real. Mm. And then in an in a India business context, that actually provides the foundation. I, I think it's true in the States too, but even more in that culture that, that provides the, the foundation for, for good business practices and mm. trust, you know, that you can do things and accomplish things together. That's awesome. Well, I think that's incredible, man. And um, just need to see, you know, how God's blessed you in that and, and just from a relationship standpoint and, and like you said, even the creativity, I mean, here we are, you know, ha having this conversation on a podcast and how you can do video calls. And, um, that's awesome. Um, well, man, tell me this, cause I know one thing that, you know, as a challenge for students, uh, we see it. Um, it's hard sometimes for students to get connected to a local church when they're in college. And then, you know, when they are connected, sometimes they, they'll, they'll move and God will open up a door in a different place. And, you know, then they're trying to figure out like what life looks like outside of college as far as their spiritual growth. And um, obviously we want to see students who are committed to the local church and stay connected to a body. And, you know, what's that look like for you? How um, how have you stayed connected to a local church throughout this process? Um, and what does that look like now? Yeah, man. I mean, when I when I first stepped out on this, I uh, I made the mistake of just jumping out on an island. It seemed like you know, really understanding what I was doing was difficult, <laughs> you know, even for my own family, I, sometimes for me. So, uh, so it felt like, you know, I, me and God were stepping out and doing something and I, you know, stay connected kind of, but man, I made a lot of, of those, you know, trips overseas and just did a lot of things without including anybody and, in prayer or support or explanation or counsel. Um, and so I was, I was pretty disconnected for a season and mm. a couple of years ago, I just got really, really convicted about that, man. I, um, you know, God, God gave us a community for a reason. We are, uh, we are meant to be connected. It's pretty arrogant to, to go it alone. And, um, our need for, for those relationships in the body of Christ is just, is just so critical. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's another step of obedience that I was, you know, disobeying in one area and trying to obey in this other. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And so I just, I, you know, I reconnected deeply. We've got a, a really incredible community up here in, in Fayetteville. And I, uh, I just confessed it to those folks and, you know, began to pursue those relationships in a deeper way. And, and it really is, man, the authenticity of that and having somebody along with me where I'm, I don't feel like I'm just alone and the council that's there, you know, it, it is all the things that God said it would be. That mm. I shouldn't forsake that, that it's important. Mm. Man, that's no, I, and I appreciate your willingness to share that. I think, I think that's a struggle um, that's common, you know, for various reasons, but, you know, um, you graduate college and then different things, you know, like you shifted and things changed and it's easy. I, I, I think I've realized that just paying attention and uh, it's easy to, to lose sight of, of what you just said about the beauty of the body of Christ and the significance of it and how crucial it really is, how we're designed to have that. In fact, this whole situation, you know, um, kind of reveals, I think, I think it shows people like, man, this is, if anybody took just gathering together, like when, you know, the scripture, do not neglect the gathering of like, man, now is kind of helping us see, man, that, that was pretty nice when we all got to be together in the same room. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, man. It, well, and it's just we're so quick to to make church about you know the sermon or the music, and just to really forget and forsake that it's really about the, those people that are gathering together and in, in one mind and, and heart. Yeah, and, it, and what it means to be authentic with that group. You know, we just it turns into a an event instead of a a real community. Yeah, and there's things like. You know, I've been telling some of our colleges, like, man, I miss you guys. Like, I, th- I think there's things, even if I don't have a significant conversation with, like, you know, just getting getting a good bro hug from from somebody. Uh, man, that's healthy, man. It's like, man, that's that's sad. We're missing that. So, right. um, but it's encouraging, man, to to hear where you're at now. And um, of course, you also have the privilege to uh, you're kind of dual role entrepreneur slash pastor. Um, so I think that's that's pretty neat that you have um, get to express that thing that God's done in your heart there that that there's still an avenue where you get to to do that. So it's kind of both worlds. That's awesome, man. Do you feel like um, how how does the balance of those two things work right now in your life? Yeah, I, man, it, it just feels like God put together. You know, I'm I feel like I'm I don't know if unique's the right word. I'm definitely uh, a smattering of different uh passions and <laughs> i don't know how to what you call it but I, I never would have been able to to put together uh you know and live in both of those worlds but you know it's a really unique situation here uh opportunity for me to you know the, the little bit that i got involved uh there was you know the next step and the next step and the next step to a point where there's kind of a role that i get to play in this in this body and and it fits perfectly and I mean, that's the, that's the reason I say, man, just being obedient. God doesn't ever, mm. at least in my world, has never given, you know, step 450, but he does give the next step. Mm. And it's just cool to watch him, you know, if you take that next step and you take that next step, the way that he, you know, has something crafted and planned, good works, you know, that he's had planned for you, that if you'll just walk in them, if you'll take the step, the next step, he, uh, He's got a he's got a good plan, but I never could have mm. crafted it myself. <laughs> mm. No, that's good, man. I think you know that's the question I had, you know, about you know, is there if someone's considering an entrepreneurial route, you know, what advice you give them? But I think what you just said not only hits that, but man, all of us, regardless of what season we're at, you know, we're going to have those seasons of unknowns, those seasons of question marks, 
And you're right. I feel like what we want is we want God to answer every single question we have. And, and by the way, it's it's a good thing to ask those questions and to come up with them. But the danger is if we expect him to answer the entire list. And I like how you said, look, he, he may not give you that, but he'll give you that next step. And you take that one and you trust. And, you know, I think that's it's um, that's hard. But, man, that it, you know, it's encouraging to hear you talk about it because it's reassuring in my heart. Like, OK, no, that's that's right. And that's good. And, and that's what we trust. Well, if you think about just, uh, you know, you were a college pastor for a long time, and I know your heart still loves uh, to work with college students. Just thinking about big picture, um, and I know we're in a unique thing now. Um, hopefully, you know, come fall, we're rolling. Um, man, what's one piece of advice you would want to give a college student? What's something you'd like for them to consider just as they have a year or two or three left on campus? What would you like to say to them? Man, you know, for me and you both, dude, I think uh, in college there was this this revelation of God's bigger purposes. You know, I, I had I'd grown up knowing that he was there, knowing that he cared for me, ripped, you know, every once in a while thinking about that he cared for other people, but really kind of just focused on me and him and understanding that that he, you know, his blessing came to me on its way to somebody else and that there's this bigger purpose and that eternity is, you know, is really what matters. And that, you know, this, this life is fleeting. I just think we, we make so many of our plans and we do spend so much of our time concerned with, you know, the here and now and, you know, in college thinking about careers and where, where the money's going to come from. And I mean, I've heard it said, you know, money, money's about like oxygen. I mean, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta have it to, to get by, but it can't, it can't be the focus and, mm. you know, God's bigger purposes and his kingdom, you know, we, we tie into that and we ask him what role we play in that. And we try to learn all that we can about giftings and strengths and what obedience looks like. And, you know, talking to folks that have gone ahead of us and learning from, biographies of those who have tried to obey and just he's crafted and has a, a unique plan for each one of them and mm. you know jumping into his his bigger purpose and then letting all the other things kind of take care of themselves mm. <laughs> you know, but letting that be be the focus which is not what most counsel is is giving us right you know, yeah it's not what the professor's saying yeah i know <laughs> yeah it tends to be the opposite i know man and so i think it's it's always refreshing. And, and I think it's a message, uh, even myself, man, I love to be reminded of, um, you know, I can get caught up just in everything else and, uh, and just miss the big picture. And, and I think, um, you know, remembering what's like you said, life is fleeting. Like, you know, I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. So what am I giving my time and my money and my energy to today? Like in this moment, and is it those things that are going to be long lasting as far as like, or, or is it going to be things I can take with me when I die mm. and things I can leave behind with my children and my wife and family and students that um, is, has spiritual significance that will be long lasting, you know, beyond well, while I'm here. So that's awesome. Uh, well, man, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast, my brother. Uh, I want to thank you yeah, for being man. Uh, thank you for your friendship and your brotherhood. I just uh, appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, dog. 
Well, uh, I want to thank you all for joining on today's episode. If you're joining the podcast, again, I want to encourage you to subscribe today. we got more episodes lined up, and I'm excited to get those out to you. By subscribing, you'll get notifications when a new episode hits. And I want to invite you to keep asking questions. Let's keep these discussions going. They're needed and healthy. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to the church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.